You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I was lucky enough to spend 25 years in the information technology industry, and so I'm very familiar with terms like command, error, compliance, proofing, and others. What surprises me is that I've spent so much of the last few years working with dogs and learning about dogs and training, and yet I still hear those words in relation to dogs. Why do we feel we need to command our dogs, expect compliance, and when they make mistakes, we call them errors? It's an interesting conundrum. This is Canine Nation. In addition to these podcasts, Canine Nation appears at Life is a Human, the online magazine. You can find an archive of all the Canine Nation articles at caninenation.lifeasahuman.com. Canine Nation also has its own website at caninenation.ca, and here you can find an archive and links to all of our podcasts and all of the articles at Life is a Human. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. This is Eric Brad. I'm your host. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio, positively possum. Hi, this is T.O.D. Anderson, and I'm the host of Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. We're going to talk about a variety of topics on canine behavior and training, all based on modern methods that are fun for you and your dog. We might be talking about other critters, too. So join us on Get Positive Results. We'll talk about common issues between you and your dog, answer your questions, discuss different activities you can do with your dog, and keep you posted on current canine news and products. All this on Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We hope you're getting out and having lots of fun, learning new things, and teaching them to your dogs. Having worked with computers and information systems for many years, I have certain expectations about how they're going to perform. That's to be expected. When I input a command for them, I expect them to perform the same way each time and to do so in a timely fashion. One of the interesting twists of language is that the word programming is also used in relation to cults. It seems that modern society has decided that cults, religious groups, try to program human behavior in much the same way that we program computers. So it shouldn't be surprising that I hear very much the same kind of talk around dogs and dog training. It's an interesting idea. This is my article, Programming Dogs. Commands. When we give them, we expect them to be completed promptly and consistently so that we get the same results every time. There should be no deviation, no variation. We carefully install them so that we can count on them when we need them, and we expect them to happen every time without fail when we ask for them. It's not a difficult concept. 
when they do fail, it can be infuriating. After all, computers are just supposed to work, aren't they? Oh, you thought I was talking about dogs? I shouldn't be surprised. Many people have the same expectations of their dogs that they have of their computers, their cars, or any other appliance in their lives. They are supposed to perform the functions that they were programmed to do and do it on command without exception. If you think I'm exaggerating, consider this quote from an article by Dolores Burton of K9 Campus. Quote, Never give a command you know you can't or won't enforce. Enforce every command. Make him obey on the first command. Do not repeat or make your command sound like a request or a question. If you give him an option, he will ignore you. It takes getting away with something just once for him to challenge your authority. Unquote. What do you expect from your dogs? Depending on your background and experience with dogs, your answer might range from very little to a long list of attributes that you think a dog should have. One important question about your expectations of your dog is whether you think they should come free in the box when you get the dog or whether you will need to teach your dog to do the things that you're expecting. If you're like me, you would probably answer that you have some expectations that fall into each of those two categories. A fundamental expectation of our dogs is expressed by Ed Frawley of Learberg Dog Training when he says, Dogs don't know how to be good unless we show them. I think this is a common belief about dogs that Frawley sums up pretty well. The expectation behind it is that your dog will not be good unless you show them how. In other words, your dog will come to you being bad until you fix them. This seems to me like we get a dog expecting them to have a desire to cause problems until we correct them. I'm not sure that I can agree with that viewpoint. There are many other expectations that seem to stem from the kind of basic assumption that Ed Frawley expresses. Dogs want to be a pack leader. They will not respect us unless we teach them to respect us. Dogs prefer to be disobedient rather than cooperating with us. It's almost like they have their own agenda and their own thoughts and desires in the world. Perhaps that's why some people feel they have to program their dogs with the right behaviors. Even the language we use when we talk about dogs in training is laced with words and phrases that make it sound like we are working with machines. Commands, compliance, corrections, errors, these are all words that we use when talking about computers, too. And there is another context where we often hear the word programming, cults. These are places where people get programmed to be obedient, respectful, and devoted. Requests are to be carried out without question and promptly. Deviation is unacceptable. Noncompliance is to be punished. This kind of language is not something we are accustomed to in our everyday human lives. We would bristle with resentment if we were treated this way in our jobs. I'm sure some people are treated this way, and they're generally unhappy. Still, we have requirements for cooperation in our civilized society. We just choose different and more collaborative terms to express what we need and different ways to manage when things don't go the way we expect. Many dog training professionals sell their services by promising to help you train your dog to perform important behaviors every time under any circumstance. You should be able to take your dog off-leash anywhere and recall them to you without fail every single time.
Your dog should be focused on you and attentive to you at all times. Regardless of the circumstances or environment, your dog should perform whatever trained behavior you command them to do immediately and without delay. Any failure of these criteria means that your dog isn't properly trained, they say. And that's a direct reflection on you, the dog owner. According to some, your failure to achieve these basics of dog training means that you haven't lived up to your responsibility as a dog owner and trainer. At least, that is what you are encouraged to believe. You see, you're not the only one that has expectations of your dogs. Apparently, the larger dog community and the public have standards that you're expected to meet. It wasn't until I challenged some of the conventional wisdom in dog training that I began to get a clearer picture of what I wanted from my dogs. There seem to be a lot of beliefs and expectations about our dogs. There are a lot of things that people say we should be doing, should be seeing, should be training. The suggestion is there is a program that we need to get our dogs to fit into. Call them a set of minimum requirements if you like. And that isn't unreasonable. What may be unreasonable is thinking that we can just install the commands we need and then flick a switch when we want those behaviors and that we'll always get what we want from our dogs. The truth is, our dogs are not computers or machines. As living, breathing animals, they respond to and engage with their world. They have feelings, they have thoughts, even though they may be very different from those that we experience as humans. And those thoughts and feelings will play a role in how they behave. We expect our dogs not to growl or bare their teeth, but that is frequently how our dogs indicate that they're uncomfortable, in pain, or have some other health issue. We are told that dogs who go through doorways first, lick their owners, lay on sofas, or who bother you for physical affection are exhibiting signs of dominance and must be discouraged or corrected for these behaviors. Never mind that there is no scientific, factual basis for any of those claims. What I expect from my dogs matters. It will affect how I relate to and work with my dogs in the most basic and important ways. If I think my dogs come into my home as agents of chaos intending to disrupt and disobey, I begin with an adversarial relationship and a need to control their every move. If, instead, I think of my dogs as innocent toddlers who are happy to cooperate with me, if only they knew how, then I begin a process of teaching and cooperating with them to learn to live successfully with me. Owning a dog means that we need to get them to cooperate with us in our lifestyle choices. Cooperate. That's an important word. It has a very different feel than obey, comply, or conform with our desires. Sure, we all have things we would like to do with our dogs, but as animals, each dog is an individual and may or may not be well-suited to give us the exact behaviors that we want. They may have different abilities, preferences, and even physical limitations. As much as we hate to admit it, this is really about what we humans want. This is about our dogs doing the things we ask them to do in the way we want to see it done. Maybe, just maybe, we have some unrealistic expectations of our dogs. Perhaps we need to stop trying to program them like computers or cult members. Maybe instead, 
we should be teaching them like we would toddlers who just need to be shown what we would like, and to forgive their small inconsistencies, recognizing that we have a responsibility to help them be successful rather than to judge them on their failures. I have a choice about how I want to live with my dogs. I consider my dogs well-behaved and polite. We are frequently out in public, enjoying a variety of activities with others. We have frequent guests in our home, and our dogs are comfortable with them. But we didn't have to program them to be that way. We only had to teach and encourage them to do the things that we wanted, and that has worked out quite happily for both us and our dogs. Until next time, have fun with your dogs. Don't forget, you can pick up any of my eBooks from DogWise.com, a great resource for anything you're looking for with regard to dogs, DVDs, books, toys, and more. Also, check out our Canine Nation Facebook page and our Canine Nation Forum Facebook group. We also have a Canine Nation Google Plus community, where you can also add your discussions if you prefer that. And finally, we have a Twitter account that you can communicate with us on. It's canine underscore nation. If you have a question or comment for us, please feel free to contact the Canine Nation podcast at barks at caninenation.ca. We look forward to hearing from you. So until next time, take care of the dogs. Bye for now. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.